Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Until Dawn podcast. As always, my name is Koi. So, unfortunately, Felicia is not going to be able to make it for this episode due to a scheduling conflict. But she promises she'll be here for the next episode, so yeah, we're going to carry on. One thing I do want to discuss is the fact that we're going to be kind of changing up our episodes and instead of having two se- segments where we do spooky scoops and then kind of go into a main topic and discuss that and then kind of share our opinions on it we're actually going to separate that into two separate episodes in order to provide more content hopefully on a weekly basis as well as being able to kind of devote more time to each area as well as keeping the length of the episodes kind of at the point where we want them to be not not too long not too short kind of right there in that happy medium okay with that out of the way there's uh one more thing i'd like to mention before we dive into the episode and that's uh dead of winter it's coming up february 8th and that's going to be in alton illinois this is a awesome event that just keeps getting better every year i i can't even think of how many years we've been going now but it's one of those things as soon as it starts coming up we're marking the calendar taking the time off work it's gonna like i said it's gonna be february 8th in alton illinois and the event is from 10 to 4. what's awesome about it is the fact that it's a free event with a non-perishable item Every year they collect up all these non-perishable items at the event and then donate them to a local food bank. As everybody knows, after the holidays and everything else, a lot of these food banks really get depleted. They do so much donating for Thanksgiving and Christmas that they're kind of just running on fumes. And this event is an opportunity to really replenish them and... It's a great opportunity for you to come out and hear some speakers. There's going to be different vendors there. And like I said, the whole thing is free with a non-perishable item. And I'll put a link to this event in the show notes. You know, definitely go check it out. Okay, so, you know, like I said before, you know, we're going to be separating the episodes into like two separate episodes pretty much. So... This episode is going to be, you know, straight spooky scoops. And then on our next episode will be more of a topic-based show. So let's uh, take a quick break and dive into some spooky scoops. You've heard of this uh, big cat that's supposed to be around? (laughs) Of course. Some say it's a puma. Others, a giant ape. And still others say it's the sukura. The sukura? It's a new kind of animal to me. That's a famous jungle demon that tears living animals to shreds with its claws and then feeds upon them. Has been known to attack humans also. Hasn't so far, I hope. No. But I'm sure it will. All right, so the first story I have comes from... Definitely gonna mispronounce this as usual. The Ashai 
some button. And, you know, as always, you know, I'll put a link to the article in the show notes. But this one here kind of caught my attention. Titles, Team to Rescan Great Pyramid of Giza to Pinpoint Hidden Chamber. And, you know, the reason that kind of caught my attention is just the mere fact that it's amazing to me that, you know, a structure that was built around, you know, 2500 B.C., and here it is, you know, 2020, we're still discovering new things about it. To me, that's, you know, just kind of amazing. But Japanese researchers are planning to bombard the Great Pyramid of Giza outside of Cairo with cosmic rays to confirm if there's a mysterious internal chamber that was previously detected. Mr. Yoshimura stated that the previously discovered cavity is way too large from an archaeological perspective and that they are very keen on verifying the findings. I'm going to mispronounce this name as well. Tadahiro Ken, an associate professor of radiation meteorology at... I don't know why I always pick articles with a ton of stuff I can't pronounce. Kyusha University and other researchers will scan the pyramid with a method called muon radiography, which is pretty much like x-ray imaging. This technology will allow Ken's team to measure the thickness of the stone blocks used to construct a pyramid. This uh, muon detector will operate for a month inside the queen's chamber, which is located at the lower part of the giant structure. And then, of course, all this data will be accumulated and combined into new findings. The reason they're doing this is because an international research group, including the Nagoya University and the High Energy Accelerator Research Organization, had previously announced that they had found an unknown cavity measuring more than 30 meters long at the pyramid scene center using Muon technology. I don't even know if I'm actually pronouncing Muon right. But, like I said, to me this is just, you know, kind of amazing that, you know, this far after this structure was built, we're still discovering new stuff about it. And, uh, that's kind of exciting. Alright, so this next story I've actually kind of been sitting on for a little while, waiting for us to do our next episode so I could share it with you guys. And this one comes from the Independent Eagle. Antique roadshow expert drinks a bottle of urine, rusty nails, and human hair after mistaking it for a 150-year-old port. So an antique roadshow expert was left red-faced after he drank a 150-year-old bottle of what he thought was a port, only to discover it was filled with urine and rusty nails. So the glass specialist on the antique roadshow, Andy... McConnell plunged a syringe into this bottle's cork, which was supposed to, you know, date back to the 1840s, because he believed that the liquid inside was either a port or a red wine. But he did admit that the contents tasted of rust. The owner of the bottle, John, brought the, this mysterious bottle with him to the roadshow in Trellisic, Cornwall after he found it buried inside the threshold of his house, which I'm guessing that you know, he must mean the walls, or like up in a 
buried up in an attic or something. But even he said he was surprised when Andy decided to taste it and that despite, you know, saying before he even did it that it it was very brown. Clearly repulsed by the taste, he said, I think it's a port or red wine or it's just full of rusty nails. And that was rust. Of course, then after speaking to the host, Fiona Bruce, in a more recent episode of the of the show, Andy and John found out that the bottle was actually f- much worse than that, and it was filled with human urine along with human hair and, of course, rusty nails. She then went on to explain to them that these bottles were put into the threshold of the house as a way of warding off witches in the 1800s. She explained that inside these were brass pins and urine and a tiny bit of alcohol and one human hair. And that, you know, it was actually called uh, ostracod. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Pretty much this was not a bottle of wine, but just a bottle to ward off witches. Then they were pretty much buried within the threshold of the house to you know protect the house and the occupants from witchcraft curses or any other misfortune that might be come onto the house like i said i thought that was just uh too good of a story not to share with everybody and just it baffles me that you know somebody would actually stick a syringe and drink the liquid from a bottle that they had no clue what was actually in it. And if you guys have ever heard of anything like that or come across something like that, let me know because that was a new one on me. I've actually never heard of anything like that. I've heard of, you know, individuals collecting, you know, crystals and stuff along those lines, you know, different type of, I guess, so-called talismans to protect themselves or in an area but never anything like that to to that extreme so this actually you know is a perfect segue because our next story refers to an individual that very well may have had his own bottles of urine and that comes to us from mysterious universe and it's titled, The Charred Remains of Aleister Crowley's House Are Now for Sale. So, you know, it goes without saying, more than likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know who Aleister Crowley is. So, you know, I'm not going to dive into that. But the Boluskin House has been damaged again by a second fire now, which... The first occurred in December of 2015, and the most recent fire happening this past July. So Keith and Kira Reddy, I don't know if that's their last name exactly, but formed a not-for-profit, the Baluskin House Foundation, and have been working for a few years now to actually restore the house on Loch Ness. And, of course, with this latest fire, that's definitely uh, set them back. But they are selling some of the charred remains in order to raise money for that restoration. So that's uh, definitely 
an interesting aspect and it has a eBay product description which states you are purchasing one of the original stone of up to 400 grams and one bag of charred remains which is kind of questionable from the fire on 31 July 2019 from Boluskin House the package comes with a certificate of authenticity as per the photograph, each order will be one stone, one bag of charred remains, and one certificate. Of course, apparently this isn't the first time that they've sold Boluskin ashes either. The Boluskin House Foundation had previously sold the remains of the 2015 fire on eBay. Unfortunately, the fire in 2015 destroyed the vast majority of the Boluskin House, while the fire in July actually destroyed the remaining wing of the house so that's actually really unfortunate all right so with that being said let's actually take a look and see about ordering some ashes and a stone from the bluskin house on ebay oh well that's unfortunate says this listing was ended by the seller because there was an error in the listing but yeah it's right there on ebay you can actually find it and i'll i'll try to put a link to it even if it's still up whenever because it says it actually ended unfortunately at 10 30 this morning beluskin house original stone and charred remains gp gbp 49 it actually says 88 of them were sold though so that's that's good, I guess. Approximately 63 US dollars. And out with... Oh, but wait, what do we got here? Boluskin House Charred Remains. Okay, this one shows that it's still available. Approximately 26 US dollars. 849 shipping through Royal Mail. International Standard. I don't know how long that would actually take. I don't know how long it takes to ship charred remains internationally but i wonder if i should go ahead and do this since you know felicia's not here to tell me that this is an awful idea but they've already sold 41 of them i don't know what what do you guys think let me know uh after this uh, episode posts if i should or should not have uh went ahead and ordered some charred remains from alistair crowley's house that also kind of you know gets me wondering has anyone else out there ever bought anything like that on eBay? Any of the supposed haunted objects or, you know, dirt from this location or, you know, something along those lines? You know, if, if you have, let me know and uh, let me know how that worked out for you. Maybe I should uh, rethink the whole uh, idea of ordering charred remnants from Aleister Crowley's house. But, you know, on that note, I think uh, that kind of covers it for this episode. I know it's uh, been pretty short, and but then again, I know you guys' time is valuable, and, you know, I appreciate you guys taking any amount of time from your day to uh, listen to us. But I also do want to share, we also have a new thing where you can go to this website ratethispodcast.com forward slash until dawn and that will actually take you right into a link where you can easily go in and 
rate and review us on iTunes if you'd like to. And I'll actually put a link to that in the show notes where all you have to do is just hit it and it'll take you right there to make it easier for you guys to go in there and do that if you're wanting to. Of course, we still have uh, shirts on TeePublic, some of you know our own design, as well as some kind of curated designs that we've found within TeePublic that we think you guys would really enjoy. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search Until Dawn Podcast. And you can, of course, send us a text message if you'd like. You know, if you want to directly get a hold of us, you know, we'll absolutely message you back. And you can do so at 913-703-DAWN. That's D-A-W-N. So I think that does it. Everyone have a good night. And until next time, I'm Koi, and this is Until Dawn. Hurry back.